0: I never told anybody this, but a thousand years ago, I used to look up at the moon and dream about being an astronaut. I just didn't have the grades, nor the physical endurance. Plus, I threw up a lot, and nobody likes spending a week with me. Welcome to the world of tomorrow!
1: Nobody likes spending a week with me. Yeah, a week would be a lot. Yeah, that's fry? what that's what
0: that's what Lila says right after. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, a week would be a lot." <laughs> She's working with the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows. She yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah. One would assume that more than a week has passed since the space pilot, and so we would, yeah. I mean,
0: it's t- it's it's one of those sitcom things, right? Where oftentimes they make a note of it being weekly like yeah. their adventures are like and sometimes they call it out like oh it seems like we always go on an adventure every week you know that kind of right thing. yeah but uh in context it does seem like this is pretty recent after the pilot because yeah.
1: it's their first delivery they still haven't decided that Leela's
0: obviously a captain. The captain yeah so there's you know they're they're seeding in the uh the seeds they're seeding in the seeds. nice yep. good yep <laughs> very that's good a, yeah that's a popular
1: saying <laughs> Yep. that we all know. Yeah, well, in the year three thousand, it is. That's right, and that's uh, where we are. We yep. are two bad neighbors in the thirty-first century, and I am Greg Bot Mark One Point
0: One. Oh boy, um, did you did you see that email from our listener? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, my name's Alan, and that's a good segue into our mailbag, because uh, I I promised we'd, we'd get to it. Yes,
1: I did, actually. I did see that, and my response is, I am digging in. Okay, great. So uh, I'm for like America. That, for those that aren't aware... Uh, I'm digging in, and I'll never change. All right. <laughs>
0: um, uh, our, our friend Brandon uh, messaged us after we dropped our first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I'm four minutes in. Mor- moratorium
1: on the Greg robot bit, please. Well, I have good So you were called out yeah, right away. Immediately. <laughs> and I have good news for Brandon. I have oh, yeah. good news. Uh Greg bot Mark One uh-huh. has is, been upgraded. Has died. Sure. And Greg bot mark one point one is with you now. Great. And uh um, what are the what are
0: the uh the update notes? The
1: upgrades are a better understanding of human emotion, <laughs> okay. and unfortunately there are a few bugs. Greg bought Mark 1.1 has gout, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. We're going to try and fix that in the next version. For the listener,
0: he is not joking. Um, <laughs> sounds like a joke, uh, but it's not. Um, we'll get to that when we get to Have You Been, but uh, we are going to... Uh, we're just going to dive into some of the uh, mailbag that we uh, we had way back when we were still doing the specials. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had a message from Neil, um, about cr- the critic, uh, versus Simpsons fat jokes, as this is something we talked about on mm. the critic episode. Greetings nerds. While well, listening to the latest bonus episode, I had a thought on the fat joke thing. I think it works in the Simpsons because Homer is shown to be an un- unrepentant glutton at almost all times. He is well aware that he is fat and does not care. Whereas Jay Sherman is not really shown to be that large of a gluttonous, uh, that large or gluttonous. He is simply being undermined for the sake of a cheap laugh. Homer is beyond being undermined. He willingly forfeits his dignity constantly, and the few times he attempts to take control of his gluttony, he is granted dignity, and any fat jokes made against him are treated more seriously, e.g. when Burns is having his portrait painted. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was a thought I had. Keep up the good work, boys. Um, And yeah, I more or less agree with the... Because I think that's something we were talking about on that episode, is just like, why does it work on The Simpsons with Homer... And it just feels mean spirited with uh, Jay Sherman. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good point. I think it's, yeah, the fact that Homer's just like kind of, yeah, I eat a lot and I don't care. I, it, that's what I enjoy.
2: Yeah.
0: Camille,
1: your thoughts?
3: Oh, I didn't think I'd be chiming in for a for a, a, a cro- for the the other podcast. I forgot everything I know about the Simpsons already. Oh god! Yeah, this is this uh, is our new format.
0: We just surprise the guests with questions before oh, they even this realize a, what's happening. Yeah,
3: <laughs> this is a stressful segment. Yeah, I don't want you to just. <laughs> I just I don't want you to funny. just sit
1: there quietly while we read mail. Yeah, that's boring. That's boring. All,
3: that's boring. <laughs> uh, I agree. Why with, do the
1: fat jokes work in the Simpsons more often than not?
3: Well, you see. Um, because they have uh, lived in a scenario where uh, everyone—it's uh, the yellow coloring <laughs> of the skin, Jeez. which is also in the critic. I think. Oh, this um, is a mistake, Greg. Yeah, this was bad. Uh, uh,
1: we should have—we should have yeah. let her collect her thoughts yeah. first. All right. Why don't you collect your thoughts? Yeah. We'll read another. We'll, we'll read something else, and yeah. then you can. Yeah, chime okay. Uh, you
3: got it. You got it. Uh, yeah.
1: Camille's here, everyone.
3: (laughs) Hi. Can't wait to hear more of me, right?
0: (laughs) Um, uh, So we had a little question about the final episodes of the podcast from Coy. Oh, yeah. You remember our friend Coy? Yeah,
1: definitely not anyone we
0: know. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Did you always intend to end on episode 200 as a reference to Futurama's 1999-2000 New Year's Eve beginning? Um. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Basically, we just we we saw an opportunity. We were getting close to 200 yeah. when we we're reaching the end of season 10 of The Simpsons, and we were like, "Why don't we round it up with some specials?" Yeah.
1: So that we can start feature on 201. Yeah, it makes things a lot easier for me organizationally. Yeah, and for me because of my brain. <laughs> yeah. And uh, nothing we've ever done on this show has ever been planned. No, that's a very important thing to remember yeah. is that
0: uh most of the things that seem planned are just crazy happenstance that we are very happy that happened. Yeah, and we
1: just <laughs> we get to say nailed it sometimes. Yeah. And... Like two
0: bad neighbors being our hundredth episode. Yeah, like, nailed we it. We did not plan that. Not at all. And if you look at like our episode numbers, like there's bonus episodes, there's things that we counted as episode numbers that would not have like we would have needed to plan out very meticulously yeah. if we wanted it to be that way. Yeah. Um, and we did not. And we did not. No, no. We're just very lucky boys. Yeah. Um, P.S. Have you ever considered that one of your guests could have created a pseudonym and carried on an extended email correspondence with you in order to clinch the most appearances on the podcast? Yes, we
1: have considered that. Yeah,
0: we've <laughs> we've, we've we've talked. And here's what I said when Greg and I first read this, like off air. I was like, you know what? If if this turns out to be someone we know, who, like, and they're and they're gonna be and they're gonna be like, surprise! It was me. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Good work like i don't like what do you it's the internet if anyone can fucking do that it's not it's not impressive (laughs) it's just like yeah you fooled us it's very easy to fool people on the internet yeah like just look at the state of the world
1: intentionally anonymous yeah um but yes we've always considered it as a possibility that uh all of our listenership all of our views are coming from one source yeah that's very likely and probably true yes (laughs)
0: Uh, we, you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say Coy also sent us uh, a very nice uh, image that is a uh, drawing of us in the year you saw this right yes the, I did and it further uh, makes me Camille think saw that
1: it. this is I'll see if, it, if she can see it it's it's nice
3: Oh, yeah. it's so good! Yeah,
0: yeah it's, uh, we should probably post it. We definitely will. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's us in the cryogenic f- uh, tubes <laughs> that Fry gets frozen <laughs> in, and yeah. it says, unfreeze when the Simpsons are canceled. Um, <laughs> and it's very nice. It was a nice little drawing, so thank you, Koi, uh, whoever you are. Uh, we had another email from Emily, and this is a, a longer one, so bear with me, but it's a very nice one, so... Uh, it says hello from NB. I presume that means New Brunswick. New Brunswick.
1: <laughs> Not like North Boston or <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know how Americans think that they're the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> New Bosnia. Where like, know. have you ever seen like a have you ever seen like a um like like an American band touring schedule to, <laughs> like that yeah. you would see on like the back of a T shirt or something? Yeah. For example, like when I had my Blink One Eighty Two T shirt mm. with their tour on it. Um, it, on the back it was like it uh it was like Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sure. Uh, Calif- not Calif- San California, Francisco, yeah. California, <laughs> Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. Oakland, California, yep. Vancouver, Canada. Whoa. Just Canada. Just Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just Vancouver, Canada. It's, it's Canada.
0: You, that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. How many Vancouver's are in Canada? Probably one. So yeah. find it. There's also
1: one in the States. <laughs>
0: well, that's why you have to say Canada. Yeah. That's why you have to say Canada.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows what BC means. Vancouver before Christ? Excuse before. <laughs> me. Before Common Era?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I discovered your podcast through The Real Gems. I listened to it out of order, starting with Who Shot Mr. Burns because of The Real Gems, but finally have made it through all the regular programming and i am working on the bonus stuff. I realize I'm very late to the game because the podcast is almost done, but wanted to reach out and say, hey, and let you both know how much I enjoyed your podcast. Hey, Emily. Uh, <laughs> I love listening to your podcast, I always laugh hysterically at something Your podcast actually helped expand my view of The Simpsons too. I went back and watched episodes that I traditionally disliked Or wrote off in my mind after listening to you For example, as a child I was terrified of house fires And I refused to watch Homer the Heretic Oh yeah. It still gives me the jitters um, And because of the podcast I watched it again And was able to actually appreciate the episode Another example is The Principal and the Pauper And The Two Story Outhouse Greg's love for that joke <laughs> brought me so much joy Especially since it's in an otherwise not great episode uh, my story in relation to The Simpsons is pretty straightforward. I was always allowed to watch it, even though my mom hate, hated that I did. I was born in uh, April 89, and my mom had gone back to university to get her BED just before I was born. My dad started a new job right before I was born and worked full time while she was in school and would take care of the baby, me, in the, meeting, in the evenings while she studied. He would watch The Simpsons in the evenings after work, which he claimed was to have something to talk about with the guys at work. I would sit on his lap and watch with him, and was drawn to the show because it was a cartoon. I was a regular viewer of the show in syndication. I can't remember when I stopped watching or what episode turned me off, but I do remember noticing a sharp decline in quality when I'd start an episode post-Golden Age and abandon it before the first commercial. Yeah, I've done that too. Uh, My favorite episodes are Hard to Pin Down. I love Last Exit to Springfield, uh, Springfield with the dollar sign, Marge on the Lamb, and almost all of the flashback episodes, Way We Was, I Marry Marge, Lisa's First Word, Maggie Makes Three.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: As to your podcast, my favorite episodes of the podcast are A Mill Host Divided and Lisa's Rival. The guests are spectacular, and I laugh the whole time with the banter. I also love Bart Sells His Soul and your award show episode, The (laughs) TB Also the BBBQ, so Patreon. Hey, there you go. Um, I know it's very late in the run, uh, as the podcast is almost at the end and this might not be read, but I just wanted to say thank you for keeping me laughing throughout the pandemic and helping me remember how much I love the Simpsons in conclusion, dental plan. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very nice. And I, I figured we owed it to Emily to read her email on
1: air. Absolutely.
0: Um, also mill divided. Was that Efe? Oh yeah. And Lisa's rival, I think is Avramenko. I think so too. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So there you go to those two. Yeah. Hey, Camille. you guys are
1: great guests. Camille, did you did you happen to hear the the award that we named after you?
3: <laughs> no, I haven't listened to that episode yet. You haven't
1: listened to the TBNs? I hear it now. I haven't. Oh
3: man,
0: don't get spoiled on the internet. People are really talking about all the winners.
3: I've so. heard. Yeah, I've had to put a block. I just I've just blocked the computer off. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just you <laughs> yeah. just
0: you just shut your monitor off.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just put it uh, behind the toilet. <laughs> The most unaccessible place in a house. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the the name of the award named after you, you should probably know, is uh, the Camille Pavlenko Humanitarian Award for Best Episode Ever. <laughs> 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 there you go.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I like that that acknowledges both my humanitarian uh, passion as well as my passion for naming things after myself. Yes, so. that's right. Yeah, the Thank
1: two you. things that you're <laughs> most known for.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, we have a message. Another message from Brandon. Uh-huh. This is before the uh, the anger at your robot bit. Uh huh. Um, this was during our hiatus. Where have you guys been? <laughs> Doing Canadian things. I only watched Futurama for a season before I went to college. And might watch that. Uh, and might watch so that. I have a, a fucking clue of what you are talking about, except for the dog episode. I heard about it a few years ago. Watched it on YouTube and was never whole again. You should stop before that because I don't want to hear you both blubbering on air well nonetheless love the end of the simpsons podcast don't suck on this one thanks brandon <laughs> I, love the, I love the the, the, the like, juxtaposition between Emily's yeah. very nice email and then brandon be like hey where the hell are you guys something, i don't want to
1: hear you crying you fucking losers yeah, something don't, tells me it's don't tough suck. it's tough for brandon to be vulnerable with the people he loves <laughs> which is okay oh yeah. yeah hey listen yeah
0: brandon i don't know how old you are but uh, we all get there on our own time. yeah i i was i was like you <laughs> I, I was i once didn't want to tap into my emotions because people told me i'm a man and i'm not allowed to yeah and guess what that's a fucking lie <laughs> cry as much as you want i'm gonna cry right now <laughs> <laughs> all right one more uh this is from morgan Uh, Howdly doodly you chipper dandies Uh, Best Flanderism I could come up with Confession time, I actually held off on watching the recent mailbag for a long time Because I didn't have very high hopes that you guys would read my my email Well guess what (laughs) Yeah. Also it was very long But lo and behold it was saved for last last, as part of the big reveal Futurama episode 1 that hasn't been released yet Well now it has But I am just pickled tink that you guys made it your goal And I'm very excited to join you on this journey to the world of tomorrow And plan to watch long as well uh, today, I was listening through the backlog of episodes when I stumbled upon the first known mention of a Futurama podcast on the show.
2: Oh, yeah, this evening. Which was, was with a
0: devious backdoor pilot by Ryan Shishkowski. Yeah. How's he doing, by the way? He's good. I talked he's, to him recently. Yeah, he's, 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 he's very doing, excited
1: for this, this podcast. Yeah, he's doing really good. He'll be here real soon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, on the Class Struggle in Springfield episode, to which Alan asked, What would the name of our Futurama podcast be? To which Greg then responded, Oh, the um fucking Futurama podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I write this letter in hopes that you'll stay true to your word, Greg. That stuff out of the way, I leave you with a question. Before, you said you were going to first focus on Futurama seasons 1 through 4 before the first cancellation, which honestly is fair. My question is, how do you feel about the episodes from 4 through 8? I know they're less consistently good than the prior episodes, but the drop-off is not nearly as sharp as The Simpsons. I'mo, in my opinion. Uh, I'm wondering what, if any, episodes from that time you'd like to cover. The finale is an obvious pick uh, for me. It's quite good. Thanks for all the last fellas, and hopefully your next mailbag is sooner rather than later. Hey, it's right now. Uh, P.S. I'm happy to say, uh, oh, they describe to uh, subscribe to Patreon. That, I don't need to read that. Sure, but did. thank you, thank and you. Morgan. We appreciate it a yes. lot. Thank you. Um, so, I guess the, the question is, and I, I guess is maybe more for me because you, you, did you watch the like the later seasons? The, yeah, the some, revivals. Yeah, some of it. I really enjoyed the finale. The finale is very good. Yeah. Um, there's also there's an episode, and that's the thing. As I don't know that run as well, but I know yeah. there's some episodes that really stood out to me and so I don't remember their names or whatever, but there's one where uh, uh, the professor has a forward time machine, Mm -hmm. time machine that can only go forward in time Mm -hmm. and they accidentally go too far forward in time Mm -hmm. and then they're like, well, we, we need to just keep going so until we meet someone who invented a backwards time machine. <laughs> and then, but what ends up happening is they just keep going to like the, the destruction of the universe and then the universe is reborn again. And it's, I don't know, I thought it was very cool. It's a, it's a, it, it's a cycle. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's circular. Yeah. Uh, we see the birth of the universe. We see uh, the moon form uh, based on a, uh, a foreign object that hits, impacts the earth. That's what, that's what astronomer, astronomers uh, believe is yeah. why we have them in, is yeah. because something hit the Earth and then stayed in orbit. Um, and
1: it formed a perfect sphere. It did. This this old blue marble of ours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the moon a lot this episode. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think s- similar to our goal with the Simpsons podcast, we just wanted to set a goal, mm-hmm. right? We wanted to do seasons one through four just because I do recall... Uh, the remainder, you know, the movies, and then the remainder of the episodes being just less interesting to talk about, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe you know, once we get close to the end, maybe we'll be like, let's just keep going. Let's yeah. let's do them. You know, there's also
1: a chance we won't be living in the same city forever.
0: That's also true. You know, there's also a chance we won't be living. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Set, <laughs> set your sights on reasonable goals. Never plan no, Camille's, more. Than five, Camille's five years. Very in upset advance. about that possibility. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, I can't predict the future. Well, I d-
3: you know you have to live forever you started this podcast
1: you're right that how is... dare
3: you disappoint the fans like that how dare you
1: in a way we will live forever mm. because of the podcast well until the singularity and you know the internet it, implodes and of course we go back to the and the I, old ages and, and um greg bot version 4.1 <laughs> becomes self-aware all right
0: 4.1, huh? That's where you think you'll get we got a long way to go. All right. <laughs> um, thank you again, Morgan. That was a lovely email. And that's it for Mailbag right now. Like I said, we want to try and not wait forever and have a huge backlog. So yeah. we're going to try and pepper them in when we can. Um, I also have a very quick uh, uh, correction and omission. Okay. Just for my own sake, mostly. Yeah. Uh, I believe on the Critic episode, we talked about Christine Cavanaugh, who voices his daughter. Okay. Um, and I said she is also the voice of Tommy Pickles in Rugrats. Okay. And uh, I really hope I was fired for that blunder because she's the voice of Chucky Finster, of course. Excuse. Not Tommy. E.G. Daly is the voice of Tommy. Of course. Fucking idiot. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> and we had so many people write in. Did we? No. <laughs> like I said, it was for me. When right. I was listening to you, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um. Also, we have one other thing to touch on that I need to bring up. It's not in
1: our mailbag. It was on our Instagram. Oh, weird! Did you see this? No. Oh, is Greg. it? Do people want us to advertise their uh, boner pills? Well, <laughs> well, probably, but that's not that's not what I'm looking for. Or their their ball shaving product. <laughs> it's one of the two. It's <laughs> <laughs> always it's always dick related in yeah. this economy.
3: <laughs> it's um, a it's a boner shaver. <laughs>
1: oh shit i did see this i did see this this is wild um we we
0: have i did not know how to react when i I mean i didn't either (laughs) so i just posted it but uh um and uh i'm not sure if this person wants us to say their real name i don't know if i don't know if i know their real name either Let's, let's just not well, yeah, but I'm saying like that's what their handle is, so I'm guessing that's not their that's real name. Definitely not. So okay. yeah, just say the. <laughs> okay, I, was yeah. just, I don't know. I don't know how people feel about internet things. Uh, Instagram user John Schwartz- Schwartzwelder through six three six sent us an image of a tattoo that he got of our logo. Yep. Uh, it says TBN and it's Greg and I's little faces. Yep. That uh, our good friend Ife drew way back when. Yep. And it's it's very it's very lovely. He wrote a nice message as well, so I, I will read it. Because um, uh, he did say, I hope this is seen in red on the podcast. Uh, so, hello, Greg and Alan. This is my unabashed love letter to Two Bad Neighbors. Longtime fan to the point where there are some episodes of TBN I've seen more than the corresponding Simpsons episodes, especially Whoa. 30 Minutes of Tokyo, which I have seen... He says seen. I'm going to say listen to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I've listened to 29 times I've counted... And that's like a recent. <laughs> one that's too. a
1: long episode. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a long hot. That's episode. a long. That's what I remember. Yeah, tangential. I remember being sweaty. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a. That is a two-hour episode where none of the four people <laughs> on are in their right
3: minds. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh well he's listened to it 29 times i don't know
1: uh, if you remember that one camille but we were all pretty loopy
3: <laughs> only as a fever dream yeah. greg bot yeah. only <laughs> as a fever dream
1: um
0: it started as a fun thing to listen to at work but you have become the main thing i listened to in general recently you have become my sleep aid oh that's nice. that coupled with the ending oh. of this era is what that coupled with the ending of this era is what pushed me to get this already uh, having two other Simpsons tattoos. Don't worry if one or both of you turn out to be monsters. Uh, <laughs> my money is on Greg. <laughs> 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 all in all, I look forward to you guys yapping about year 3000 soon. P.S. Uh, tell Ife he is what got me hooked officially. Uh, I hope this is seen in red on the podcast. i love to hear your response out loud. But in conclusion, I love your show and hope to keep listening for a long time. Um, so that was a very, very, uh, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend as well. Because yeah. yeah. I think I was at my mom's and I remember looking at I'm like, and I showed my mom. I'm like, Mom, look. Yeah. <laughs> you know that weird podcast you were on once that yeah. you didn't understand? Someone got a tattoo of us. Yeah. So Bonnie knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that, honestly very lovely. And um, like we said, like very unexpected. We weren't sure how to respond to it. But um, I think... The best way to respond is, is just, you know, understanding that, you know, people get tattoos for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And usually absolutely. it's because it's something meaningful to them. Yeah. Not always, but in this case it seems like it is based on his message. And I think that's very, very lovely. It,
1: and I always find that the meaningful ones are usually when someone gets a tattoo it's 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 either meaningful or because they lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like it's the latter. wait (laughs) and i'm using that word wrong i mean the former okay yes (laughs) (laughs) i definitely meant the former i was gonna say do you think he lost a bit with ife is that maybe what happened also i'm not (laughs) ruling it out but um my my entire reaction was like that's incredible um yeah uh, it's such a good tattoo i mean yeah and it's (laughs) it's well and uh, i mean I,
0: i don't know if we can maybe ask him if he wants us to i mean i already shared it on our on our story but yeah. uh if we want to like post it uh in earnest uh, outside of that but uh uh if you missed the story when i posted it it's uh it's kind of a grid it's kind mm-hmm. of like a hexagonal grid looks like and he's then, making room for yeah other so stuff, like there's is... you know kind of like the yeah. the quilt in uh in the simpsons right yeah. where, where you got the different patches for different uh things that are uh meaningful and so this seems to be the first one in that in that little grid yeah. and so uh I'm I'm curious to see what the other ones will be. Yeah, as update well. us. So, yeah, let us know. Yeah,
2: um,
0: I wonder if
1: it's his podcast grid. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, I mean, when I was growing up, there were people who would be like, uh, we like, it was it was a lot of comic book stuff. Sure. Cause like when I was coming through high school, it was like it was the boom. You know, the the comic book movie boom. And so, like, uh, there were kids getting tattoos of, like, 300 and and the Dark Knight, obviously, and, like, Iron Man all over the place. And I'm sure that's... forget how young you are. That's kept going. Well, I'm, (laughs) like, um, as an inorganic life form, I'm very much brand new. (laughs) But my old body was only 30 Mm. years old. Mm -hmm. You are (laughs) 1,112.
0: Right. Like, uh, t- like to be clear, I was cryogenically frozen for a thousand years. Yes. So like my body isn't a thousand right. one hundred, but like spiritual wise, yeah, like like yes, I've been on this earth yeah. for over a thousand years. Right. Um. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was the main thing I wanted to
1: uh touch. Or maybe on. it'll just be more like in the honeycomb, in like the grid. It'll be more just Simpson stuff. I oh, yeah, yeah. Like, be, yeah. like maybe obscure Simpsons things, That'd which is fun. Which is cool. I'm just trying to predict his future now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see what kind of a tapestry you weave.
0: That's right. Um, well, let's, let's
1: chat. Hey, Camille. Futurama oh, hi.
0: with Camille. <laughs> yeah. We you have might, a guest.
1: You might remember Camille Pavlenko <laughs> from an old podcast, um, uh, Two Bad Neighbors, years ago. a thousand yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and
3: She's that humanitarian. That's right. <laughs>
0: Fame,
1: and I believe uh,
0: most guest appearances
1: Yeah, that's officially. Yeah, most guest appearances officially.
3: Suck it, Ife!
0: <laughs> yes, I always hope all of our guests say suck it, Ife at some point. So check that off on the bingo card yes. that we will create now for Eat this one.
1: all our shirts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very
1: good. Um, so this but, is officially your first episode on and currently
0: tied for most appearances yes. on <laughs> TVN in the 31st century. So that's right. Yeah, you versus you. James Wade. Um, that's right. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, Ife doesn't yeah. even make the list yet. Yeah, he's he's a never he's a n- a n- never ran. Yeah. Never ran? <laughs> never ran. <laughs> never tried. Right. <laughs> uh, I think I, also also ran, but that's not that's not right Well You can't here. call him that <laughs> if
1: he never tried <laughs> Clearly he didn't. Um, uh. <laughs> so, Camille, you are, we usually have you as a guest when you're, you know, in person in mm-hmm. the house where we both used to live. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case anymore. You're this not is here. where we used to live.
3: That's right. Well, I'm a hologram now. Yeah. Because we're in the future. That's
1: right. A hologram <laughs> projected from British Columbia. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Or- beautiful B.C
3: or vancouver comma canada for uh, those of you in the states <laughs>
0: hey it all comes back around <laughs> well let's let's do a quick how have you been yeah how have you been camille
3: oh pretty good pretty good how's um, life out
0: out uh, west
3: it's nice it uh highlights include vancouver has a lot of small movie theaters mm. which i really like mm-hmm. uh of course like a lot of them are and a lot of them have been sort of taken over by cineplex but boo. the architecture and the, yeah boo but the architecture and the like, <laughs> but also the please don't die stuff. cineplex <laughs> yes yes uh, <laughs> you're all we have left <laughs> we can't rely on landmark
0: oh no um, they're jokes
3: Yeah. So there's lots of like uh, small and large um, movie theaters here. And the Rio theater is incredible. It's like it's it's like a It's like the the Globe Cinema in in Calgary meets Canyon Meadows meets a theater that literally all of us would own if Mm. we were in charge of programming. Like it's such a magical they just have. So they have blackjack um, and hookers yeah yeah except yeah so not the movie theater part though just the yeah yeah uh and like they serve grilled cheese sandwiches and booze like it's just uh (laughs) it's a it's honestly a delight um and there's a lot of small bookstores everywhere and it's called rio yeah rio
0: like Like the duran duran song
3: duran duran song yeah (laughs) yeah you got it
0: her name was rio and she (laughs) was a movie theater (laughs)
3: yeah you know the original version of that um, if they don't license yeah. that
0: song for commercials <laughs> oh,
3: then they're, they're fools
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> so those have been the wonderful things so far um the downside is i'm I miss everyone yeah. i miss I miss y'all
0: <laughs> there's some there's some friends that live there too right yeah do you see Adam?
3: No, but I will soon. Okay. I will soon. So, um, and I just saw a friend of mine who I've been pen pals with for like twelve years. What? I saw her in person for the yeah, first time. Experience? No, no, no. We've, oh, okay. oh, no. We we met, You've met in person before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that, would, that would be uh, really
0: fun. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's still fun. <laughs> yeah,
3: yes. And um, it's funny because uh, speaking with her, we're both used to just speaking um, via a long monologue in a letter at a time. <laughs> so having like a back and forth without a month in between. Is- It'd be funny yes, if when
0: you meet in person, you both just like monologue at each other for a long time, yeah. and then like sincerely Camille, and it's like okay, my turn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and
3: I, yeah. And I thought, oh, this is how everyone who is engaged in ancient times talked then, because <laughs> they were like, I have not verily seen you, Bethany, or whatever.
0: <laughs> you know that classic old timey name, <laughs> Bethany.
3: Yeah, Bethany. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Uh, yeah, that's how ah, Sir
0: it. Gawain. Welcome. Uh, this is your paramour, <laughs> Bethany.
3: <laughs> Hi. <Hello. laughs> Hi.
0: Um, Are you getting bars out here?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um. So, Greg, how have you
1: been? Oh, in a lot of pain. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Oh okay.
3: no. <laughs> Emotional or physical? No. Or with metaphysical. The,
1: with the new software upgrades, I have a severe pain in my foot. Um, which I'm hoping it will go away. For long time listeners, this isn't new. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been happening for a good, nearly year mm. now, and it's just like I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Right now, I'm just taking Advil by the fistful, and it's uh, it's nice. It's good. Yeah. Um, you do you, you crush it up in a mortar and pestle and uh-huh.
0: put it in your coffee.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. Mm. It's liquid gels though. Still
0: do it, yeah. (laughs) That's even easier. You just put the liquid in, right? (laughs) You don't need to grind it. Crack,
1: (laughs) bloop, bloop, (laughs) stir, stir, stir. That's good, Joe. (laughs) Uh, but I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so hopefully, it'll um, we'll figure out what's going on and they'll give me super drugs. Hopefully, your doctor isn't a lobster creature. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I thought they took longer to introduce Zoidberg in this in this series, but I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, no, he he shows up right away, but uh, he's a vastly different
0: character as a lot of them are yeah. uh, off, the, off the jump, which we'll talk about. But um, as for you, Alan, yeah, I've been fine. I uh, uh, am settling in. Yeah, I'm I'm on reading week right now with with school, which is weird because it it's all online anyway, and I right. don't really have actual classes I need to go to except for on Thursday and Fridays in a normal week but i just kind of you know because it's reading week i'm just like i'm not gonna do any school work but the problem is i have an essay due on the tuesday back okay which i'm like don't do that don't make a <laughs> big project due right after the break give me <laughs> at least a week after well you know how they are i do now
1: yeah that's how they've always been they're, they're crooks yeah <laughs> they
0: just want my money yeah. Yeah, I know. they That's all I've
1: ever wanted is your money. It's capitalism. Yeah.
0: Can't get a job unless you get a degree. You yeah. can't get a degree unless you pay money. Uh-huh. How are you going to pay for that money? You got to get a job. Yeah. Oh, it's a vicious yeah. cycle. Whoopsies. Oh, what's that? You can't do that? All right, well, we'll give you money, but you have to give it back to us with interest later. Mm-hmm. And
1: it's a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> It leads to a pessimistic outlook on the future, yeah, I don't which like is kind of what Futurama is all about. Ah. <laughs> and the series has landed.
0: Oh, uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> foy, 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 foy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the series has landed. Is the episode we're talking about? Of course, it's the second episode of season one, written by Ken Keeler, directed by Peter Avanzino, and original air date April fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Um, the series has landed. We go to the moon. We're
1: whalers on the moon, we carry a harpoon. <laughs> more importantly, I think um before we actually dive into talking about this episode, Camille, mm. Mm. what's yes. your deal? Oh yeah. What's your deal?
3: Oh, it is more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. That really came through the screen. Yeah. Whoa.
0: <laughs> Answer the goddamn question.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, how do I feel about Futurama? That's no, the- what's your
1: deal with Futurama?
3: Oh, shit. Uh, you know, not forget about Futurama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's your yeah, just deal? What's your deal?
3: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, I always- oh, you know what? Mm. I was really interested when I was listening to the first episode of this podcast here. Shout out this podcast. Um. <laughs> Circular promo, does that work? Remember, rate, Um, review,
2: subscribe, yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Um, I was really interested to hear everyone's um, kind of background with Futurama. And now this is a little both behind the scenes and also maybe not new information for everyone listening. But it's interesting because over the past couple of years, um, and I'm sure um, both of you have experienced more so over the last year, six months, et cetera, et cetera, like as um, Two Bad Neighbors has been kind of coming to a close of your intended arc of here's all the episodes we're going to cover um are uh myself and other people already asking or needling you about like so you're going to do Futurama next are you going to do you're doing Futurama next kind mm-hmm. of thing um and I know I certainly I was one of those people and I remember anytime it came up um there was always a bit of like a a very tepid response from either <laughs> of you and I thought I wonder why that is and I, I thought for a long time and maybe this is true as well that I thought oh I bet it's just because it's like, why are you asking about the next? Like, we're doing this now. Why is everything, well, what are you doing next? And you're yeah. like, I'm literally doing an Focus episode. Focus on the next. now. Like, what is this? Focus on the now. Like, live in it. Like, live in it. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. And I thought, yeah, Camille, live in it. Um, and, and then uh, when it came around to listening to um, the the first episode, I was I was surprised, but it made so much sense when um, when everyone was sort of uh, was speaking about their experience with Futurama, and it was a little bit tepid, and it was sort of oh I got into it at university or anyway I was really surprised um, at everyone's sort of feelings on Futurama um, because I watched it as soon as it started, like when it started airing, and I loved it immediately. Nice, Um, and I watched it whenever I could um, get my eyes on it. That's a weird phrase. Um Your but whenever eye I could like yeah, I could get my eye on it. I I like always watch them. Yeah. <laughs> from the show. Um <laughs> yeah, so I was always a really big fan. Um as soon as I think those were the first it was the first series I ever bought on DVD when they became available on DVD kind of thing. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that was something that I had, I had like the full, whatever, like four volume set Mm -hmm. um, pretty, pretty early on. And I was such a, yeah, I was such a big fan. And like, it was, this is such a specific feeling. So I don't know if anyone out there also felt this way, but (laughs) it was the first show that I felt that was both mine because, um, you know, I felt like I had discovered it because I started watching season 1 episode 1 as it was airing mm-hmm. like it was brand new i hadn't sort of stumbled onto it when it was already in syndication and also i felt like it was mine because um i felt like the show made me feel really grown up like it felt like a grown up show and not a baby show for babies like power rangers <laughs> <It's> or um <laughs> uh, sailor moon those were my baby show sure, for yeah. babies that i felt like i had like ownership on yeah. so This made me, I remember thinking like the theme song, the theme song at the end, like I would watch it. I would feel really grown up. Like, I'm like, this is what adulthood is like. Like, I'm going to be an adult in like eight years from now. Ah, and that's, but I feel like I am now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. That's really specific, but that's how I felt really grown up when I watched
0: it. I mean, there is something to be said about a show that you quote unquote discover when it Mm -hmm. first arrives, right? And I think that's very true and it's maybe less so these days only because of kind of the format of the Netflix dropping everything at once and like, um, and just kind of internet culture, you know, really pumping up shows.
1: Well, if you take into account the two biggest streamers right now, it's Netflix and Disney. Sure. Um, Netflix typically, almost across the board, just drops their shows all at once. Yeah. The Um, whole season at least. The whole season. There you go here it is Enjoy. so you don't get the chance to truly like discover it along the lines then you move over to disney and they're like yeah we'll do weekly but we're only doing one show at a time
0: yeah and it's shows that like everyone's gonna watch yeah, everyone's gonna watch it's this it's gonna because be star it's, wars
1: related or marvel related. Yeah. you know like it's, it's or a reboot shows. of doogie hauser for uh, <laughs> some reason
0: uh, or a reboot of the mighty ducks for some reason hey that that ruled i know but also for some reason I don't know why. They but did also it. <laughs> Emilio Estevez is out because he's an anti-vaxer. Um, is he actually? Yeah. Ah, uh, nuts. <laughs> Emilio. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say he's an anti vaxxer I shouldn't you know put that out. It's it, the the story was he refused to get vaccinated and so they dropped him from the show.
1: Uh I mean basically. Nuts. I guess like
0: really it was more they were like hey everyone needs to get vaccinated. He's like I'm not gonna. And it's like well then you can't work here anymore. <laughs> it's kind of you know. Yeah. So sorry uh, sorry Emilio. Nuts. Oh, well. Coach They're... Coach Bombay is. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not really doing it for the team, you know. It's it's, it's more really like a Coach, individual move, not a not a team move. Yeah, more like Coach Gon-Bay. Ah, got him.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> Coach Bombay is not Bay. My my point <laughs> is like the the you're you're right in that the the way that we discover shows doesn't really exist anymore, in in that in that way because like well we had a pilot episode of Futurama and it's like whoever watched that pilot episode gets to choose do we follow the show or not do yep. we do we continue? Because like even in 1999, you had a lot of viewing options. Mm-hmm. Like cable was was a thing.
0: and I think it's it's interesting too because it really it like it depends on if you view it when it first airs, but it also depends on if the show ends up being successful, right? Mm-hmm. Because like Community is another one for me where I watched like you know the pilot episode because they I mean they were advertising it a lot, um, <clears throat> and I really liked it, but I was like I don't know if the show's gonna last, you know, right. based on the world and how NBC often treats its shows and yeah. um but then it became like a pretty big, pretty big phenomenon in a, in a sense, you know, in a it, one of those like it's it's a weird one because it's like Arrested Development in the sense that like it's a phenomenon, but like also no one was watching it. Yeah, uh, at well, least ever, in the cause, Nielsen bullshit,
1: because yeah,
0: all of the viewers were young. Yeah, exactly. But um, they but had it's, no way to
1: track it. There was no <laughs> way. There was absolutely no possible way to find out how many people were watching Community. Nope. Just those old Nielsen boxes. Yeah. If you're under thirty, they have no way. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, and so like, there's shows like that, and I feel like there's—I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. But there's examples of shows that I watched when they first aired, and I was like, "This looks good," and like, "I like this." And then like, it's like two episodes, and it's like it's canceled. I'm like, "No, no, nah, nuts." <laughs> mm-hmm. Guess that's not a show I'll like or get to like. Um, but yeah, Futurama was was definitely that for me as well. Um, as, as we stated last episode, I, I watched it right right at the jump and continued watching it anytime I could. Um, and so, yeah, I, I felt that same kind of like personal ownership to it, um, that you did Camille and, um, and yeah, I bought the DVDs, as I said, listened to the commentaries, you know, I, I went all in. Um, but I will say to kind of pivot to the episode talk, Mm -hmm. um, this episode is the one that sold me on the show.
1: Well, this is the show. This, this is the first one that's actually... That, that to it's me... It's a better representation yeah, of what the show will it's be. It's recognizable as the show. We introduce Zoidberg, Hermes, and Amy. Yep. And... And Sal. And, of course. And the horrible gen- gelatinous blob. Of course. Never forget. <laughs> yes. Maurice, Maurice LaMarche's first, uh, first uh, voice role for the show. Not his last. Yeah. And it, it's just like much more the format that the show is going to take on. And I think it's super smart to go to the moon first. Hell yes. Remain... Uh, intersolar system, mm-hmm. but more importantly, go to the moon. Show us how the moon has changed in 3,000 years. The whole idea of being like, from a perspective of someone in the year 3000, the moon is a tourist trap mm-hmm. akin to a worse version of Disney World. Yeah. Is so funny. And the. The, and good this, satire. Yeah, too. and the, also this episode is manages to pivot to sentimentality yep. extremely easily mm-hmm. and effectively at the end where you finally are able to if you weren't already seeing things through Fry's eyes. Um, when I first saw this episode years ago, um, I was already on Fry's side because yep. I've I've always loved the the story of the moon landing and Did you ever want to be an astronaut? Um yes for a minute or two then i feel I, like it's
0: almost like
1: yeah at least for our generation it's almost like universal
0: at some point as a kid or whatever you're like paleontologist i w- yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> want to be a paleontologist
0: so we i have this old um book that's this it's like school school treasure treasured memories or something you know yeah and it's like a bunch of pages that like my parents kept track of mostly but i would fill in sometimes as a little kid and it'd just be like, you know, grade one, and it'd be like a picture of me in grade one, and it'd be like, uh, here are my hobbies, here, uh, th- there's like, you know, in earlier in the book, like when I'm a baby, there's like lock of my hair and stuff as a baby hey listen (laughs) there's weirder things that could have been there there Um,
1: as long as they have something that they can clone you with that's right
0: that's well that's the that's the idea um (laughs) i'm gonna live forever and uh the (laughs) but the thing is uh that i i always liked looking back on is at the bottom of each grade it would be like what do i want to be when i grow up Uh and i'd fill it in and so like there was a lot of like firefighter because that was my dad's job right okay and so as a kid i was like i want to be like my dad and uh and then there was like um Computer whiz was one I put once, where I'm like, "That's not a job, <laughs> you stupid idiot." Just someone kind who, of is now, but just
1: someone who pees on computers.
0: <laughs> I wanted to be Calvin, um, <laughs> but uh, but there was astronaut showed up quite a bit, and yeah. I, and like in retrospect, I'm like, "No, I've never no. wanted to be an astronaut. That no. sounds like a nightmare." Yeah, but like the the fantasy of it is is the reason I I looked up to it as a kid, sure. right? Like just the idea of Oh, like you get to go into space, and you get to like just like do things that no one else is able to do. You mm-hmm. know, like that's 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 a lux, not a luxury, but like a a thing that so so few humans will get to do in their lifetime.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: is go into space. It's very very few. Yeah, you either need to be a highly qualified astronaut or a billionaire. Yep, <laughs> one of the and two. And unfortunately, yeah. I don't think I'm
1: going to get either of those. So <laughs> or William Shatner. Because mm. he did it. Did he? Yeah. He went to space. All right. The oldest man ever to go to space. Good, good for him, I guess. You didn't hear know. about that?
0: Mm. I mean, I feel like I did a little bit, and I was just like, I don't care. He went up in one of those dick rockets.
3: <laughs> Sponsored by Boner Pills. Yep. <laughs>
0: that's, that's right. Here's an ad read. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go into space? Boner. Well... <laughs> If you want to go into space, your dick needs to work. Boner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, Camille. Did you ever want to be an astronaut? Is that is that is that? I, I hate to be you know. I hate to talk gender, mm-hmm. but like it, it mm-hmm. seems more common for little boys than it is for little girls. But I don't know if that's true. Maybe.
3: Um, I never wanted to be an astronaut, but I've always liked space stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I've I've never not liked space uh either like the straight up like science part of it or the Mm. science fiction part of it but i've never um never particularly you know what i think not yeah mostly like 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 i want to yeah libra um (laughs) uh tropic of you know etc um And similar to what Fry says in the episode, um, I was just, uh, I didn't throw up a lot, but I was afraid of like, <laughs> throw, I just hated it. And I was like, oh, it seems like that's kind of ground level stuff to get through. I'm not going to get to the advanced level. So I kind of took I, myself out of the running immediately. <laughs> you know what I
0: think it was for me is uh, 1998. The movie Armageddon comes out mm. and mm. I I learned that you had to go through extensive training where they spin you around really fast. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. OK, I'm out. Like that's
3: yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm
0: done right there. If that's a thing that's required to go into space, I'm like, no, that's not me then
3: because
0: mm-hmm. I will vomit
1: everywhere. The vomitorium. Yeah. What really yeah. Or I- what really threw me off of it was uh, Apollo 13. So, oh sure, movies, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. the whole idea because that was one of my dad's favorite movies growing up, and and like he was like, watch this movie with me, mm-hmm. and I did, and it's a great film. But also, it's like, oh, anything can go wrong, and the fact that these guys uh, returned home alive was nothing short of a miracle. Yeah, the fact that they didn't die on reentry is insane. They should have.
0: The thing, the my biggest takeaway from Apollo thirteen was, oh, that's how they pee in space.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Is Tom Hanks' thing. He yeah, loves Yeah, isn't it to pee. weird that
1: Tom Hanks always pees in his movies? <laughs> yeah. He loves it. It's a it's a humanizing thing.
0: He's introduced mm. in a League of Their Own by peeing in a fountain. Yeah. Or a, uh, yeah, a water fountain. Yeah. The Apollo 13, that does a whole thing about him peeing in space. Yeah. Uh, you got the Green Mile, which is like That's all
1: about him. It's all about it's him, all about to him like
0: not being able to pee. Yeah. That's uh, all that's all it's about. <laughs> and then John Coffey like cures his urination. Yep. And that's like a miracle, um, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. He just has to pee. He just has to pee all the time. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> he's been kidnapped. Yep. Um, uh, there was another one. Uh, I mean, Castaway.
1: Oh yeah, he Castaway. There's, there. there's a lot of peeing in Castaway. Yeah, he like mm. pees on himself. Pees on anyway. <laughs> he probably pees in big. I mean, yeah, just to see what it's like. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I got a big dick now. Yeah, I've got an adult dick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And his first thought is, like, what's it What's it like peeing, it like from, peeing from a big dick? Whoa! <laughs> and my bladder is big too! <laughs> I need to drink more water! Uh oh! I don't
1: even have to go, but I
0: can! <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Would the Twilight Zone version of Big be like, I wish I was big, and he becomes big, but he has a micro penis? And he's like, no! <laughs>
1: Maybe the Twilight Zone version is he becomes, like, literally a giant.
2: <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, yeah. He's
0: like, oh, no, I'm a monster. I'm
1: a monster. <laughs> I didn't specify how big. <laughs> Curse you, Zoltar. Yeah.
0: Zoltar's cackling.
2: <laughs>
0: Be careful what you wish for, Josh. <laughs> um, That's the character's name. <laughs> so, Futurama. Futurama. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to say... Uh, yes to everything you were saying earlier, Greg, about this episode being like more akin to what the series... Because we talked about the pilot and how it's got little elements that are just not quite there yet or that are just abandoned completely, yeah. uh, like the career chip thing. But uh, but this one, yes, because they introduce more of the crew as well, that helps. But uh, also just the fact that, yeah, the, the series is basically going to be, you have a delivery, go to this place, and there will be an adventure in that place. Right, and I love that,
1: and it's I love such that they choose the moon. a great low-stakes Star Trek,
0: exactly. And they choose the moon, which I think is very good for uh, for the character of Fry to, to learn more about the character of Fry and his fish-out-of-water status, as it were. Um, but also, yeah, like the satire of how these like th- these like unexplored vistas or unexplored landscapes in the world, as soon as we as humans. Uh, especially white humans <laughs> discover them we're like b- build things and ma- yeah. and and how do we make money out of this yeah right and you know like, I, I like I like I I don't I've never been to Hawaii but I think about Hawaii in that sense where I'm like Hawaii to me seems like such a beautiful place that has been destroyed by you know colonial oh colonial, yeah so like, it's
1: a it's a scarred paradise yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's and it's and it's very sad, but 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 it's also like you can still appreciate. Like I feel like you can still appreciate the beauty despite that, and yep. that's what Fry tries to do in this episode,
1: right? Yep. Um. There's like there. Hawaii is such a great comparison. When I went there, there's like this incredible thing that you can do, and you can just you can just go to a lava flow. Wow. Yeah, and it's just like right there that's at scary. night, you can see the glowing magma. And don't, as it, don't get too close as it moves Ow. and, and like you're standing there and then there's like a thousand tourists standing right, right. next <laughs> to you watching it and you're like oh <laughs> nothing is nothing is new everything is patented <laughs> everything is weird and
0: well it's like it's the great pyramids of giza as well yeah. right like yeah. where you in your mind at least for me because again i've never been there but in my mind it's like vast desert and these giant pyramids that are just like glory but like in reality it's like there's a pizza hut right nearby you <laughs> yeah. know like it's <laughs> or like the leaning tower of Pisa where yeah. it's like it's like cool like uh, little little curios that is just filled with people pretending to hold it up in their cameras yeah in their pictures the
1: uh, yeah. the the great Roman Colosseum which is mostly brick and mortar now because people stole all of right. the pieces <laughs> from it <laughs> Guys, the human race is bad. <laughs> yeah. We were a mistake. Have you, Cancel humans. Have you like if, when I went to Italy, that was one of the things that our guide said. It's like, "Please don't please don't take stones <laughs> from the Colosseum." Please stop taking stones. Too many people have done it. We've had to replace so many of these outcroppings <laughs> with just brick and mortar. Oh. Because and then it becomes people's... the ship of Theseus. Yes, it
0: does. Yeah. Very much. Which everyone knows now because of WandaVision. I yeah. knew before that. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to university. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really love uh, Fry's journey in this episode because it's like, it's it's just like, it's just, and I think he goes on this, like, they kind of lean into it a bit throughout the series, I think, but I it always works for me. This like idea that he's so like wide-eyed and amazed at the future and is just like, but everyone else is so like, yeah, this is how it is. Like, yeah. who ca- who gives a shit? But he's like, this is amazing. Like, we can go to the moon. Like, In that's so
1: great. Two seconds.
0: Yeah, and and everyone's just like, yeah, it's it's a f- it's a fucking tourist place. Like, who cares, you know? But he's like, no, it's still like really love. And he starts to like get depressed about it because no one else kind of appreciates it the way that he does. And then, uh, yeah, the really lovely moment at the end where where Lila sees the Earth from the moon, which is also. You know, I've, I've seen photographs, and I'm like, that. yeah, that's fucking beautiful. You yep. know, like, yep. <laughs> that, I'll, again, i will never experienced uh, with my own eyes. Moonrise.
1: But moonrise. Is, is what they call it. Yeah. Or, and sorry, Earthrise. Earthrise, Earthrise,
0: Earthrise. Yeah. And, and then her just kind of, re- like, seeing things through Fry's eyes, finally, and mm-hmm. being like, you know, yeah, like, I, I guess I do take some of this stuff for granted.
1: It's the first moment in the series where they share a moment together. Yeah. And she's actually able to see past the cynical reality of the future that she lives in into this wide-eyed optimism where fry constantly lives yes and yes that could get tiresome but spending a moment there is kind of nice yeah and
0: it's 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 a big reason why i always like um uh felt a felt a kinship to fry mm. um he's he's a dumb dumb, but he's a really like optimistic kind dumb dumb. yes and i love that
1: yes Not a bad character to hang your series on. Yeah. Or at least the beginning of it. Yeah. (laughs) Because we all know who the real star is. Zoidberg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But more on that later. (laughs) Uh,
0: What about you, Camille? What what are your thoughts on this episode in general?
3: Oh, I uh, I agree with... Everything that both of you said, and I love, I made, I made a particular note where, where the, the term where they get to the, the OG moon lander, um, and Fry's really, there was, uh, Lula's like, you gotta, you gotta get in here, and he sees like the Armstrong's footprint, and he's like, oh, it's the footprint, and he yeah. puts it over, he's got the little Nike swoosh on his, <laughs> and kind of all of this, um, hey, like wide eyed wonder that he gets to see the moon with is such a, there's like such a nice, um, thought created by that show that like um fry is so ordinary but in this future extraordinary things are available for ordinary people Mm -hmm. and there's something that I think is really lovely about that um and it's it's funny because like we also experience it I'm sure it's just a thing that if you take someone from any past to anything that is x amount of years in the future they will be amazed by everything like uh oh, yes. whatever smartphones are a lazy say, example yes. but um <laughs> damn it you know <laughs> i was really literally about example. to say smartphones um, <laughs> she but preempted me and uh, burned me <laughs> yeah Pre-emptive <burning>. the burninator <laughs> <laughs>
0: i am thoroughly Yoo-hoo. roasted
3: <laughs> um <laughs> like the uh did, did either of you watch it, the the cartoon of inspector gadget growing oh, yeah.
0: up oh yeah oh yeah yeah i was a huge
3: fan of that and i loved penny um penny's book
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. when she
3: opened it up and it was like like i it's just a like I- yeah yeah, yeah, it's a little computer and she opens up and she can do like beep-boop-boop-boop boop, boop kind of thing. And there's a little screen on there, you know, yeah. beep-boop-boops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she can communicate with brain and her thing. And I used to think as a kid, I was like, that is the most amazing. Like, when I when I imagine all the dreams of the future and my future, like, I would love that more than anything. And I'm like, it's an iPad now. It's a yeah. Kobo. They're real. We have them. We just have them. <laughs>
0: or what? like even even like uh, like pokemon when when i played the og pokemon and i was like pokedex <laughs> like what a cool device you know and yeah. i remember they sold pokedex that you yeah. can and i really wanted one <laughs> mm. <laughs> I never got one but uh but yeah that's essentially, i mean it's it's a very very basic smartphone <laughs> like yeah you know like yeah it's crazy um any any what's the, what's the quote any technology seems like magic to those that don't know it i can't remember what the quote is yeah that sounds I'm butchering right. it <laughs> that's good
3: <laughs> yeah i mean
1: like to those primitive enough mm-hmm. technology seems like magic yeah from where i come from they're one in the same all right <laughs> mm-hmm. thor what <laughs> is that from thor the first one yes Ugh. yeah When he's talking to Natalie Portman.
0: You know what? I'm going to say a hot take. I think Dark World is better than Thor 1. I agree with you completely. (laughs) (laughs) Neither are great. Let me be clear. Yeah. Neither are great. But Thor 1 is so boring. Thor 1 sucks. And it's got like the... You know people complain about like the the cinematic universe, like shoehorning in things for the cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, Now, I feel like Thor has the worst one where Hawkeye just shows up randomly and he's oh, like yeah. he's like I I can I can kill him with my bow and arrow right now. Should I do it? And they're like no, don't shoot him. He's like all right. <laughs> and that's it. That's yeah, this, the whole scene. This
1: was clearly filmed yeah. months later. <laughs>
0: it's just like we need to seed Hawkeye into this universe somehow so that he doesn't show up out of nowhere in, in Avengers. I don't know, put him in Thor. <laughs> do we need to? Really? It's Hawkeye We got Jeremy Renner on the uh, on the horn. Let's let's bring him in. He just did he just did um uh, hurt
1: Locker. Yeah, it he's, doesn't piece together well. Yeah, like the the reshoot. Yeah, it, it's it's bad. It's very bad. It's very, it's so clearly a reshoot. Yeah, yeah. his anyway. his hairstyle is bad too. <laughs> Not Renner's, but <laughs> Thor. Burn. Yeah, that's that's the least hot take of them all. That- <laughs> but any movie that has the balls to start with in the beginning there were the dark elves. I'm in. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Man, <I'm in. laughs> give me all of Brink's it. it's
3: like. Greg's like, and did they forge some jewels? What happened next? Anything? Were there oh, uh, any kind of rings? Was there music? It
1: was the ether. I see. I see. <laughs> it's not quite what I was thinking, but close. <laughs> it's good. Maybe
3: maybe you could have a couple of trees. Perhaps. I don't know.
1: Maybe they shed light on things? No, just dark black. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm right. into the abyss. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lore. Lore. Love it. We, we love it. Um, and I think that's another good reason why they should start on the moon mm. because you know build your universe. That's right From home base out. Now we still have a lot of things to explore about Futurama's uh, Earth 3000 mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a lot of it is told by just visiting the moon so easily. Well, that's I think that's what's almost the most one
0: of the most interesting things about Futurama as a series is that they don't really explore Earth. Okay. Like they, they, they pretty much, as from my recollection anyway, they stick to New New York yeah. and they go to the sewers under New New York, yeah. which is New York. Um, but for the most part, anytime they want to go to a new place, it's always a new planet. Right. Right. They don't go to like, uh, Paris. Probably for the best. Yeah. Like I, I think it's a good choice. I yeah. think it's just like Earth is kind of because they also like, they, they lean into the idea that Earth is its own kind of like, um, uh, like body of government, you yeah. know, because they have like the Earth flag. Nixon is the president of Earth, yeah. you know. Like they lean into that idea so that so that they don't have to like have weird like. political stuff of other actual earth countries no
1: it's really important that if we have interstellar travel that earth is a united front that's right doesn't matter what form that takes whether it's totalitarian (laughs) democratic communist capitalist whatever Mm -hmm. as long as it's a united front that we can all get behind then we can go explore we can all thank
0: ozymandias for that yes we can uh And uh, yeah, but yeah, th- I love that they they keep it as New New York because I think that's also like the epitome of, uh, <laughs> like Western culture, right? New York, New York, as, yeah. Like as a as a concept, and so the stuff we know about Earth is just shown in New New York. Yeah, and it's that, a concrete jungle. And that works where dreams are made of. Yep. Um, which when you think about it, doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. <laughs> it's a concrete jungle, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a place where dreams can be made.
1: I don't know, man. It's a it's a it rough song. It could be song. the stuff
0: that dreams are made of. Yeah, it's a rough song. But a concrete jungle where dreams are made of? That's it's nonsense. Yeah.
3: Just well, um, <laughs> to say, I mean,
1: most most pop is utter nonsense anyway. <sighs> you make me feel like I'm living a oh. bird. Oh, hey. Dig a dig.
0: That was the that was the Greg stop singing tone. Yep, um, that we all
1: that's uh, we actually all remember. that's actually a new feature of uh, Gregbot <laughs> 1.1. <1. laughs> Anytime you start singing, if dig-a-doom. it's if it's bad, good to good. Now is this
0: is this similar to Bender where you if a magnet comes near you, you start singing folk tunes? Yes, but the opposite. Yeah,
3: anything but folk. Yes. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'll sing new metal did it uh, all for the dookie. Oh boy. All right. Let's, let's I'm just going to quickly delete that from your programming. There. Uh, Dog flavored water. Oh, boy. and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um I love the bent. I love this this little uh bender yes. character building um because because they come back to it later too. Like it could easily be a one off. Oh, um, they come back to it. Oh yeah, there's a whole episode where he becomes a folk mm-hmm. singer, and it's
1: <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, with noted <gasps> Scientologist <features> Beck. Beck. <laughs> oh, that's the oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Ep- yes, that's great. It's a good episode. Beck's awesome.
0: Bending in the wind, I believe it's called. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Um, which is a reference to Bob Dylan. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, I just I, I also lo- I never really I think because I didn't know what this word meant when I was a kid, but I never realized he's like oh it like it it bypasses my inhibition chip or whatever, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And just the <laughs> fact that it's like it's not cuz I always thought it was just oh, if uh, if any robot gets a magnet on them, they start singing folk songs, but no, it's Bender specifically. Yep. <laughs> it like reveals his his deepest dreams. <laughs> and the fact that and and the fact that they 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 have that moment where he's like, "Yeah, I guess it would be crazy for a robot to want to be a folk singer <laughs> <laughs> he has that little moment to himself yeah. i think it's great because yeah. that's the thing about bender is that uh i think he works best when he has those moments yeah and i think he works uh the least at least the least interesting to me when he's just straight up an asshole yeah which which they lean into a lot and yeah. that's you know that's i think we've talked about how comedy in the late 90s early 2000s is very cynical and, and leans into that stuff a lot and so I think that's another thing I always appreciate about future appreciated about Futurama is that they they veer towards it a lot, but they always to me they always bring it back to being genuinely sentimental yeah and i think this episode is a you know a good a good example of that with with the uh the the nice ending with fry and it's it's usually based around fry to mm-hmm. be clear, but yeah. But they do it with Bender sometimes too. They do it with Leela. You know, they, they try and do it with all the characters as much as they can, except for Zoe Burke.
1: Mm. So Zoe Burke's probably the only
0: one <laughs> that never really gets that, um, which, is, which is fine
1: because he's a weird lobster creature. He has my favorite joke of the entire series, if I remember it correctly. Oh. It's um, uh, <laughs> I, I c- I'll, I'm the one who broke <laughs> the ship of the bottle. And I'll never be able to repay Fry his ten dollars. <laughs> the the whole like that, that whole
0: episode the, yeah. the the guilt the unbearable the, the guilt. guilt
1: the unbearable <laughs> guilt is one of my favorite things I've ever seen
0: because isn't it he it yeah it's like ten dollars or something and then yeah. there's a moment where it's like I'd like a hot dog please and it's like that'll be ten dollars he's like oh never mind yeah. <laughs> so he brings like all oh, the oh. guilt the unbearable oh, guilt it's so good <laughs> never
1: mind. <laughs> Uh, I just love how he's like. I'll never be able to pay him back his ten dollars. <laughs> he tries to stab himself.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, with the sword. Um, yeah, Zoidberg. I mean, we can we can chat a bit. As well. he's only he's briefly in the episode. Yeah. Um, which I think is good because, as I said, I don't think the the direction they were going with the character initially, I don't think is as good as what they land on. The you know the whole conceit of the character initially is just oh he's a doctor who doesn't understand human anatomy, mm. and that's what they. Lean their entire All of their comedy on For the I I think a couple episodes Okay um, And they still have that As as the series goes on He always is a, You know Unaware of human anatomy And it yeah. can be funny But I think once they lean Into the fact that he's a loser And <laughs> no one likes him <laughs> But is still like Very like Like just he, He's not depressed about it yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, yeah. hooray! Like he's, he's so excited when people are nice to him. I don't know. It's just something that works really well with Zoidberg uh, in that sense. And uh, I, I, I love Zoidberg as, as the series progresses. It all
1: forms when you realize his first name is John. <laughs> that's right, Dr. John Zoidberg. That's, that's one of my favorite things in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's also named
0: after a game that uh, David X. Cohen created uh, like quite a while ago. That was called Zoid. Oh, cool! Uh, That never like no one ever wanted to (laughs) fund it or whatever. Like he's like, hey, I have this game, and they're like, no, we don't like it. (laughs) That's a shame. So maybe that maybe there's something there too, where he's like, oh, no one liked my game. Well, no one's gonna like Zoidberg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there might be something there. Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, We get Hermes as well. Hermes is uh, uh, pretty. utilitarian like he's yeah. you know he's just kind of shows up does what he needs to do he
1: doesn't really get any jokes or anything that's if i remember correctly that's his function for a little while like he's a very much a bureaucrat and then that kind of becomes his whole thing which is like yeah he's a bureaucrat he 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 lives on red tape that's and, right and that's fun yeah <laughs> when when they start going like when they start amping it that that starts to become really really fun yes uh we have little um uh, hints of uh, Amy Wong and the Wong family dynasty mm-hmm. uh, we have like uh, little snippets of world building and that there's like people on Mars and uh, her family's from Mars mm-hmm. Mars and University Mars University the Kappa Kappa Wong mm-hmm. which is you know she must be pretty rich um, and the <laughs> fact that
0: really she's just kept around because she has the same blood type as the professor yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she's an intern. Yeah.
1: That's what we know. Yeah. And uh, she's fun. Yeah. I she'll, like Amy. She'll get more fun. Yeah. Especially when we introduce Kiff and Zap Brannigan. Oh, boy. When does Zap Brannigan <laughs> he's, come in? He's in, I think, two episodes. Like, he's in episode
0: four, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Like, he, he shows up quick. Um, And he's so good. Yes. <laughs> I love Zap Brannigan so much. That's a great name. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. we'll talk more about him, obviously, in his premiere um, and the Phil Hartman of it all, but, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, well,
1: w- what, what else do we got to say about this app? Well, I think we should talk about, we should talk some tech.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we got a whole segment about tech.
1: Yeah. I think it's about time for us to move on to the segments. Okay. Great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I don't know if we had an order last time. I have a favorite joke and favorite tech. Start with fave tech. Okay. Yeah. The Crushinator. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Crushinator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I, I think what I like about it is it, I mean, obviously, I, I guess we didn't re- even really talk about the weird Confederate uh, moon guy. Um, Let's use this time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I think I, I really like the fact that it, it sets up the joke of, you know, the, the my beautiful daughters, the farmer's daughters thing, um, and then it subverts it with The Crushinator, but... It subverts it again, where it's like Crushinator is the one that benders into, mm-hmm. right? And there's never like th- there's a there's a tiny hint of it with Fryer. He's like, "You didn't touch the Crushinator, did you?" And there's a bit of disgust there, which I don't like. But I think for the most part, aside from that, it's not leaning into the obvious joke of like, "Oh, she's a larger robot and therefore is less desirable." Um, it's more just like the subversion 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 of expectation, where it's like. <laughs> where he reads he he's like a, a lady like that you got a romance first yeah. like they have that joke and then you know the uh, no pa I love him I think I think it. Works, I don't know it works really well for me um, I I really like it as a and I remember loving it as a joke when I was a kid too um, yeah
1: I don't know nader. she's great the idea that he's got this like wheat like this grain thresher. this grain thresher is yeah. like for what for, <laughs> for the moon <laughs> Got some uh, cow bugs, and they keep saying it's a barren wasteland. So, like, why the hell do you have this thresher <laughs> <laughs> on the moon? It's I couldn't crazy. tell if
0: the if the cow bugs were the same as the bugalo that we see on Mars in a future episode, right? Um, or if they're just similar design, and that's just like a common thing on planets, I guess. It's yeah, like probably different bugs that are cattle. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I love. I mean, it, it's interesting because like watching it now, I know. That it's coming, so I don't even think about it. But obviously, they're trying to do like a oh, there's cows. Like nope, they're weird bug creatures. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) when it zooms out, um, that's the joke. That's the joke. Uh, he the the farmer also has a hat that says the moon shall rise again. Yeah. wild <laughs> it's it's funny because like at in 1999 yeah. 2000 like jokes about the confederacy and like and people who are still le- like glomming on to that part of that that awful part of history um is funny because it's like haha that's not normal but now it's kind of like oh <laughs> there's like like i've seen in calgary people with confederate flags on their trucks you know like
1: oh yeah yeah, me too. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's just sad because... I, I've never seen someone more confused in my life <laughs> than someone who drives around in Alberta with a Confederate flag. Um, I'm, I'm like, what are you even saying? What, are you, what do you think that is? Is it the slavery thing? <laughs> it's freedom, man. No, it's not. I want, I want freedom for me
0: and not anyone else. Alright, that's what you think it means? <laughs> Freedom okay. means I get to do whatever I want, and everyone else doesn't. Freedom isn't free. Yeah, it takes folks like you and me. Yeah.
1: Blah! <laughs> um, anyway, Nader is my favorite tech. Um, else? My favorite tech is the uh, Planet Express spaceship magnet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that high-powered magnet. Which they stole in Fast 9.
0: Did they now? What happened? Or did in that they invent movie? it? That's, that, they that the big magnet that they they the jet grabs mm. the car. It's exactly the same thing. Don't remember that. There's like 20 magnets in that movie. Oh
1: yeah, that's the magnet one. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the magnet. It's the most recent one uh, and we bl- watched. And blue means about. blue means push. Yeah. Red, red means, means suck. suck. <laughs> Jesus. It makes sense. Uh, what about you, Camille? What's your favorite tech?
3: <laughs> um, beyond uh, Fast and the Furious and Magnets, um, which is excellent, um, the whole franchise is what I mean. Um, the uh, oh, my favorite tech is the Whalers on the Moon animatronics. <laughs> I think it's funny because they, I think they bring it back three times. Oh yeah, rule of got, three. Like he starts to listen to it on the radio yep. again. I'm like, that's nice. It's just it's a nice kind of capper. Yeah. Yeah and um I and I also buy it because as much as like those old animatronics are um are seem dated at the same time I totally get it like uh uh in real life I feel like I'm walking around this is such an old person thing to say I'm walking <laughs> around and I keep seeing all the youth the teens their <laughs> pants are so big uh-huh everyone's wearing crop tops and long wide jeans they're listening it's to all about machine long, gun Kellys jeans. and yeah <sighs> etc. Yeah. And whatever Doja Cat means, that's happening. Hey, do, Doja Cat um, rules.
2: I love Doja
0: you Cat.
3: You know? <laughs> yeah. Whoever, whatever that is, absolutely. I'm on board. Can't, so it's a Sailor Moon is.
1: character. You should you know Can't they all right. just wear jeans and blank t-shirts? <laughs> that's eventually yeah. where they're going to get to Conform. anyway.
3: Yeah. Obey. So, the, the animatronics, I buy everything coming back around, even if it Looks shitty, I yeah. guess is, is like that. Is that point well, the so the like, like rev- whalers on the moon. The
0: revisionist history satire as well, I think, is great, right? Where it's like, mm. you know, you think at first, oh, this is just <laughs> yeah. a crappy, it's a small world esque ride, whalers on the moon. And you're like, oh, that's dumb. But then when they go on mm-hmm. like the the real historic, like the educational uh rover journey on the moon and yeah. then it's like it's like well scientists don't know how they first landed on the moon but we think it'll go in a little something like this where whalers on the moon. and you're like yeah. oh <laughs> come on <laughs> but it, again it's plausible that you know in a thousand years they'll be like yeah we don't remember like his historical records are are gone so we just we have to guess it was probably whalers mm-hmm. i don't know yeah why else would they yeah. be there yeah um which i think is something something i read that's like noted as like uh, a a weird kind of inconsistency with the universe later on where uh the fa- like the idea that they lost history like our human history and later mm-hmm. in the series it's like it's very clear that everyone knows everything that happened you know like they don't mm-hmm. have that same consistency of like there's a gap of knowledge that only fry knows as it were um mm-hmm. which i mean i don't care about but i just think it's interesting to to maybe to maybe note as we go, if
1: could they, very well just be for mm-hmm. the tourist thing. Too. It's true. Yeah, they just wanted to use those whalers. As a thing I like how one of the robots says, "I die doing what I love." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and one of them knows Bender. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's the same geez. one that dies. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: went to high school with that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love. I, for some reason, I love the idea that like if you went to um, Pirates of the Caribbean. In Disney World, the animatronics are all sentient, and like this is just their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's something there's some uh, kind of terrifying about that. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, because <laughs> like the one guy, he's just on a barrel holding a holding beer. Uh huh. That's all he does all day. Oh, mm. yeah. Anyway, um, what's next? Favorite joke. Mmm. My favorite joke is when farmer guy takes his helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> to stomp on it and then quickly realizes he needs that to breathe <laughs> i don't know why it just always makes me laugh right he's he's like <laughs> <laughs> putting his helmet back on in a panic uh it's funny
1: camille what's your favorite joke
3: the crushinator <laughs> um and specifically like the re like the setup of um you who
2: you who <laughs>
3: You who. Who. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so good I also like I just think you who Is a really funny like uh, Cliché trope whatever I think It's really funny
0: <laughs> Also just like the naming convention right of Like uh, yeah. I can't remember it was like Daisy May two k uh, 128k mm-hmm. You know like very like typical Farm girl cliche mm-hmm. Names and then
1: the crushinator
3: <laughs> it's, Yeah the crushinator It's great, crushinator.
1: <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um Mine is uh when it cuts back to the professor's <laughs> I telescope, knew, I knew it. and he's like, Oh, I should really do something, <laughs> but I, I am already in my pajamas <laughs> and then he falls asleep. uh,
0: the professor get that's,
1: used to this. that's two in a row where he talks about being in his pajamas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's is brilliant. Uh, get used to this because I'm fairly certain. 90 percent of my favorite jokes are going to be the professor yeah i think that's valid (laughs) he's often often mvp oft cited yeah and mostly a supporting character for all of it which is brilliant yep it's great um
0: well that that's it oh wait i have notable references oh yeah take note um (laughs) Uh, so I want to note mostly uh, Luna Park that they go to it was a real park in Coney Island. Oh, uh, really? The, the area oh. where, where Coney Island is now. It used to be Luna Park back in like the early 1900s, and oh. um, was very like extravagant and and uh, made to be like very uh, future you know, with with its its amusement park rides and stuff. And, and then the
1: Warriors came in and well, undid all actually
0: that. a big fire happened. Yeah, <laughs> that set burned, by the Warriors that burned most of Luna Park down. <laughs> Um, and they rebuilt, actually, like, honestly, if, if anyone doesn't know anything about Luna Park, I, I actually do recommend, like, watching a YouTube videos, or, you know, whatever, uh, of the history of Luna Park, because I think it's really fascinating, because hmm. um, I think there was another park right nearby that was, like, two, you know, billionaires, essentially, were, like, competing with each other, like, one person owned Luna Park, the other person owned the other park, and it was, like, uh, well, they built this, so now we have to build this thing, and they, like, kept, and then eventually, it, like, hubris, you know, like, yeah. they flew too close to the sun, and one of them burned down, and... You know, there's like, oh, like it was it was arson by the other guy, and it's 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 very fascinating. And then eventually they're just like, I don't know, let's just make Coney Island. Just, I don't know, there's a roller coaster, with tilt a whirl, tilt a whirl. <laughs> It'll be fine. We don't need to go so crazy this time. Um, and the Warriors can live here, and the Warriors can live there. Um, uh, Lego is referenced with the little uh, the little emblem that they have on their space outfits is exactly the logo that. Uh, the astronaut Lego minifigs had. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is a a cute little reference um, that's not drawn attention to. Um... <laughs> the honeymooners. I, I wanted to mention this because oh, yeah. I think this is a brilliant joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the first astronaut was the uh, I can't remember the guy's uh, was it Jackie Gleason. Jackie, yeah, but I can't remember the character's name. But anyway, uh, Mr. Honeymooner, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, bam, pow, straight to the moon. And the way <laughs> yeah. they do it makes it seem like he's like, oh, I'm gonna go there one day. But in <laughs> and then I love that Fry. is like, no, it's just a metaphor for beating his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the first astronaut <laughs> uh and then the, uh the uh a voyage to the moon uh the george Meliers movie um, oh, of or short film yeah. with uh crater face crater um face. which i also love <laughs> it puts a bottle in his yes. eye just like the <laughs> the rocket that lands in the eye yeah. um and then the monsanto corporation i just thought it was of worth course. mentioning yeah. that they sponsored the uh um the little beaver well not beaver gopher yeah, <laughs>
1: gopher animatronic thing. direct all complaints to
0: monsanto <laughs> um i also do want to mention uh, i forget that this is a deleted scene uh, and i don't remember what they say but if you notice when you watch that scene you'll notice like the the little gophers that pop up and laugh one of them kind of turns and because they deleted the what happens right afterward, that one turns and says and says something about how they don't get the joke or something. <laughs> like, like there's there's more to it, and it's on the DVD, and I can't remember. It has been so long since I watched it, but um, but it's just weird that they kept in that like animation of the one Gopher turning to the others. And I every time I watch this episode, I'm always expecting him to say something, and then he doesn't. Like right, it's the deleted scene. Weird. So check yeah. that out. I because I forget what it's about.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um. I mean, they do it in The Simpsons as well, I, I think, and they do it in like a goofy movie. I, I just think it's so funny, like making fun of shitty animatronics in oh, the yeah. 90s, you know? Yeah. Um, like Senior Bivarati. Um
3: <laughs>
0: Or <laughs> like the Chuck E. Cheese that they go to. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wally. Wally Weasel. Wally. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wally. Hey, Wally. Wally. Um, there's, uh, oh, is it? I, and this is the thing. Like, they've done this similar joke so many times in shows that I've liked that I can't remember w- which one this is, but there's one where the animatronic is missing. <laughs> and so, yes. And so it, like, pops up and it's just wires. And it's, like, clearly supposed to say something, but it, and, like, no one's fixed it. <laughs> it's very funny.
1: They do that as well in The Simpsons with that, like, haunted house ride. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I guess that one's broken. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> they come around and it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that Bart Carney? I think so. Is that yeah. the best part I think of that episode? I think that's what I named as my favorite joke <laughs> yeah. in my episode, yeah. It's the only memorable moment. Anyway. Anyway. Futurama. This has
0: been fun. The series has landed. Next time is I, Roommate, um, which is, uh, I mentioned in the pilot, is the episode they wrote to adhere to all of the uh Fox's concerns. Right. To be like this is what the show will be like if we listen to you all the time. Right. So I'm and, sure it's going to be great. Um I remember there, there's some good stuff of obviously. Course. But yeah. uh but yeah, it definitely it's the one that feels most like
1: traditional sitcom. I see. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this whole episode. Yeah Fry and Bender moving in together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Uh <laughs> But, but our episode on it will be great. Sure will.
1: Don't know who's going to be on it yet, but there'll be somebody. Maybe your roommate. Maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's back, baby. Yeah. So maybe Michael will be on. All right. Well, we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, any final words? Um. Yes. <laughs> the uh, Cinevals is currently going through its re-release right now. Camille, right. if you want to speak to that.
3: Sha-sha! <laughs> I do. Um, uh, like Greg said, the Cinevals is is emerging all over the place. You can't miss it. You can easily miss it. Make sure to follow Boathouse Studios <laughs> on Instagram and on wherever you listen to your podcast episodes. Um, yeah, so we're, uh, 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 the the team is is re releasing episode by episode. From earliest to most current, tis now finished. We have concluded. The series is here. Um, all of our episodes about the filmography of Val Kilmer, um, and so there. There's all of the major movies um, that he's been a part of, thus so far. Uh, Just major. We've covered movies. and we've we've talked about. We've yeah, including Hard Cash. <laughs> you know movie no one's heard of yeah, all right, the major AKA ones from this in
1: god we long trust oh. aka run for the money oh no only available on dvd oh boy we have <laughs> one of the three copies that wow. were available in canada wow
2: mm-hmm.
1: how is very it very exciting bad, oh no bad <laughs> film.
3: yeah <laughs> what about um, the snowman
2: are-
0: oh yes. yeah did yeah. you cover that that one was our yeah.
3: first Christmas episode oh nice yeah because
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's barely in that he's t- yes. t- he shouldn't even exactly. be credited not in it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah
0: just his just his corpse is
3: it? <laughs> yeah I, they uh, the weekend soon, at Bernie's Alan.
1: style it, it, yeah anyway. they almost yeah. did yeah I'm not joking <laughs> truly yeah it's, it's pretty wild yeah um but yeah, you yeah. can find all of that. I just re-released the Hard Cash episode today. <laughs> if you're really mm-hmm. interested in that episode, um, yeah. But more importantly, we've- in the last two days, Heat and Spartan were Whoa. released. Those mm-hmm. those are my favorite episodes that you guys recorded. Not just because I'm in them, you can feel <laughs> you can feel the heat. Yeah, it's true.
3: The heat yeah, is on. And, yeah. and we've got uh, Top Gun has been released, uh, re-released already. Uh, was the heat of the moment. That's right. Some uh some more obscure ones as well. So they fun a fun one to give a listen to. I have a I have a question for you may if you not be. You can't know the stand answer. the heat, get
1: out of the kitchen. All right enough. <laughs> 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 yes, please, come here. Um
3: for for the Patreon for Too Bad Neighbors, Colon, In Space, Colon, the adventures of Ancient Alan and Greg Bot, Um <laughs> do you think Ife will cook you a Futurama inspired meal? Mm, and if and so
0: BB BBBFQ.
3: BBBFQ. I Future look forward to his on take Q. on Bachelor Chow. <laughs> and Slurm. Yeah, Slurm. I mean, we need some Slurm. There's so many.
1: I have to upgrade my hardware so that I can handle food. But mm-hmm. as right. soon as that happens. <laughs> right, of course.
3: Can, mm-hmm.
0: can I ask, can I can I also email in to us and say moratorium on the Craigpot thing? You can. <laughs> hey, listeners. Uh, s- send us your tweets. Hashtag... No bot <laughs> <laughs> or,
1: or hashtag bot great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Um, well, that uh, about does it for us here. We bought a zoo. We bought <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that a backdoor pilot for your uh <laughs> reviews of zoos podcast or your matt damon podcast it's or reviews both. of
0: zoos re- yeah reviews of zoos we it's, called zoo. re- right.
1: it's called it's called rev- rezoos <laughs> oh boy uh first up <laughs> the calgary zoo wow wow <laughs> end of podcast yep. <laughs> that's the only one we can go to that's the only uh, one we can get to uh next up maybe the vancouver aquarium Ooh. i don't did, know about that did you know there's a zoo here yeah is there
3: yeah apparently like outside it's a, langley right yeah yeah, yeah i went there it's, a, it's sad the, yeah it's the greater <laughs> vancouver zoo and it's yeah. apparently very depressing yeah i oh. went there
0: when my sister lived out there and uh mm-hmm. it was very very sad <laughs> That's a huge bummer. It, it was, like, you know, at least with the Calgary Zoo, like, you know, the different uh, locales, they try to make it look like the actual place the animals lived.
1: Yeah, they put an mm-hmm. effort.
0: Yeah, this one is mm-hmm. just like, it's just all plains, and there's just like, oh, this one this cage has a tiger. <laughs> oh. Ooh. This, this one has a capybara. Um, I can't remember if a capybara is there, but... But that was, the, that was my, I was just like, oh, these are, like, this is the cartoon zoo that I always envisioned in my brain from, like, cartoons and comics and stuff, where it's just literally just a cage with an animal mm-hmm. in it. This is yeah. the zoo that felt the closest
1: like that. That's a bummer. Ooh. Yeah. That's a real bummer. So, I mean, shut it Cap- down. I mean, capybaras are pretty easy to please. Mm. They like watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are those are plenty in Vancouver. Check out check out on YouTube. Capybaras eat watermelon. Okay, it's really cute. <laughs> uh,
0: fun fact: Capybaras, not bears. Nope, no, they're not. Where can folks reach us? Alan, <laughs> you can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at the Hammock District Hammock District on Third at gmail.com.
1: Numerical three.
0: Uh and subscribe to our Patreon where we're still the poll's still up, right? Yep. And will be when this comes out. It sure is. Uh we're doing a poll on our next commentary series. Um I think last I checked, uh not Will Smith was winning.
1: <laughs> it's like it's really close. It's really close. Yeah. So
0: if you want to hear me talk about Will Smith a lot, go vote on Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll cover Men in Black uh independence so, and guys well
1: well guys West. currently currently <laughs> currently uh, the nick cage action trilogy and the movie bands trilogy are tied. Oh, yeah. So All right, all right. Put your finger on the scale that's and right. slide over have, have your one voice heard. Another. Yeah. Uh, if you don't vote, you can't complain. That's right. Um, but any if one you do of vote, these, please also don't complain. Any one of these, I'm I'm very happy to do, and I'm uh, thankful that we didn't just jump into '90s disaster films because nobody wants to see <laughs> that apparently. <laughs> Maybe just compared to the other options. Yeah, right? comparatively, I think we nailed it with the other three. because yeah. people are liking those. That's so right. That's that's good. It's good. Disaster movies are sad. Yeah, yeah. Bruce
0: Willis dies. The nine. You could do. Dis- hey. <laughs> You could do disaster movies. I've never movies seen it. I just know.
1: <laughs> I've never seen the movie. You
0: could do disaster movies in the 90s because uh, it was less likely to actually happen. Right. They were right. fantasies. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's all like, it's a... It's
0: like, oh, man, this. It, wouldn't it be crazy if, if this happened because of the weather? And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man, that would be nuts anyway. Tw- 20 years later. <laughs> ah, fires, floods, help. <laughs> The world is burning. We have to
1: outrun the freezing uh, cold. Oh God! And man, these, wolves and these timber wolves for some that's reason. Right. <laughs> What's was, this new piece of shit that's coming out? <laughs> is the it, Michael Bay one? No, 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 no. The, the the Roland Emmerich one it's, it's oh. like it's like fuck oh. you Earth or something. <laughs>
0: wow. I don't know if I've heard about a uh, new Roland. I thought you meant new Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, which he is in a Michael Bay movie. ambulance. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna oh, rule.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like a
0: way he's like, not worked with Bay before, right? No, but it's a classically. I think it's a, think it's a good pairing. Yeah,
1: I think it's a classically overqualified cast <laughs> in, um, in a Michael Bay film, which makes Hell me yeah. very yeah. excited. Yeah, <laughs> I have a soft spot for Bay.
2: Yeah,
0: I just don't mm-hmm. like the Transformers movies. So They're was, bad. Yeah, I was like, why are you doing so many? <laughs> They're all bad. Stop it. <laughs> Do some other weird ones. Make like another Pain and, pain game. and Gain <laughs> or The Island. The Island's a weirdly the underrated islands, movie. The, the Island's kind of fun. Yeah, I think Island kind of rules. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, to Camille, for joining us
1: remotely. Yeah. In your um, uh, first of, I assume, 17 guest appearances. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Gotta can keep only that streak help.
1: going. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on. It's, uh, I love Futurama, and there's, at the very least, it's such a nice excuse to watch. Um, to To watch some of their early their early episodes, like they do, they do find themselves pretty quickly. I feel like yeah. I get used to a lot of shows, unless a show has one or two seasons only. Just skipping the whole first season yep. of a show if it's yep. got yeah. eight often seasons, the case, like, yeah. I don't have to watch the first season, do I? That's unreasonable. <laughs> Especially comedies, so. I find
0: comedies, mm-hmm. comedies shows, oh, yeah. sitcoms, whatever, uh, often have like weirdly find a wi- find a while to find their footing. <laughs> Take mm-hmm. a while. That's what I meant to say. Take a while to find their footing. Um, yeah. You know, The Office, uh,
1: Parks and Rec, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: others. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Friends. The first, friends, first yeah. First season of Friends is really rough. It's pretty rough, yeah. But mm-hmm. then again. Like, but it's, it's rough. Seinfeld. It's rough through most of it. Sein- Seinfeld. Yeah. Always, I mean,
0: Seinfeld's got a charm to it, at yep. least for me. But it is still rough. But it's rough, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And doesn't quite know what it's doing yet. Um, anyway. You know the big ones. I mean, the big problem with Seinfeld is season one. George is employed. That's a problem. Yeah. That's that's a problem. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's at his best when he's unemployed or working like at a place where it, it's a like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, like the Yankees. Like yes. like his job at the Yankees is a, is a great arc because it's always clear that he doesn't know what his job is, what he's actually doing, what he does all day. And he, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just there. And then Steinbrenner brings me into his office and yells at me.
1: Or <laughs> yeah, rants at me, I should that's say. It's a place yeah. I go. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Whitest Kids You Know sketch, by the way. Mm. What is it we do here? <laughs> it's a five-minute sketch of the of all five of them sitting in a boardroom being like, does anybody know what it is we actually do here? And they're like, well, I usually come and watch him make copies <laughs> of things in the fax machine and he's and he's like, "Yeah, I I don't know, it's a blank sheet of paper I'm copying over and over. I don't know why I do it." <laughs> and it's like, "So why do we come here?" And it's like, "Well, this is the place that we go. Mm. Where else would we go?" Great, good meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz uh, a lot of people don't realize that the place that you go to work is just, you know, so you don't have to stay home all day. Yeah. Mm. So they, they
0: have a, <laughs> uh, an excuse to pay you. Yeah. You just, you just show up yeah. and sit at
1: your desk. Yeah. I mean, I did that for years. <laughs> I did that. Anywho. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Camille. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again very soon. And um, for everyone else, how do we end this? You said you wanted to do something. Did I? Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot what it was. With my last breath, I curse Zoidberg. That was what it was. That was what it was. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah, that was good.